0: Welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries. I want to welcome my co host, as always, Brett Rabel.
1: Hello, how you doing? I don't know why we welcome each other into like, it's a studio, <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, I, I just thought of a job title. I want to park, I want to take over for the dear Nation. Can I hear the senior vice president? Yes, I would like to be the HBIC. Do you know what that stands for? The head bitch in charge. <laughs> That's right.
0: Or if you're if you're uh, in WWE, there's one person who's the HBIC, but they can't curse, so she's the head baddie in charge, which is so cringy. Yeah. Oh but and <laughs> right next to him on the Zoom screen, Nick Whitmer.
2: Oh yeah, I'm here. I'm eating grapes. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Whitmer, like Boston. H- H- I have like a whole line of I here.
1: So I think that makes me like, what the king of this thing? Just I'm eating sure. grapes
0: Yeah, yes. I guess
1: I was gonna say you're the head baddie in charge, and I'm the head bitch in charge. <laughs> you're both H V I C with different You're the you're the kids bob version to what uh mm. to my job title. <laughs> I just have more commercial appeal, so I have to keep it clean, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep that Q rating high.
2: Uh, oh, goddamn right, dude! And my Q clearance, because by the way, guys, I'm QAnon. <laughs> it's me I, this whole time.
1: I, I feel what is Q? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, go let's ahead. talk about it. Dude, I can't what is QAnon? What is, you know, it's like a thing I see all the time on the internet and I like know it's like an internet thing, but I don't actually know what it is. So it started like literally like a few years ago um, and it's on like
2: 4chan and 8chan and it was on Reddit, but I think Reddit banned a lot of them. <laughs> Essentially it is um supposedly anyway, somebody who works very close to Trump is in um, his circle and has what's called as Q clearance, which is like special you know, access like, you know, the highest clearance you can have or whatever. So he has all the information and he does these very cryptic sure. Intel dumps on 4chan, 8chan and Reddit, which are basically, they read as if they're a fucking haiku. They're so stupid. And it's like, um, it's like, you know how, um, fortune tellers and, uh, you know, uh, what is the Sagittarius were those things called again, the Horoscope? Zodiac
1: signs? Horoscope. Yeah, the zodiac
2: signs. You know how basically it's all just vague enough, and but just a little bit personal. So like basically every single person born in December reads it and they're like, oh my God, that is me. It's no. very much like that. They're just very vague, except super cryptic and mysterious. They just, these vague poems almost.
0: It's like you're going through I, something. Money is on your mind right now and you're thinking about someone close to you.
2: Oh, my God. It's like that, but with pedophiles. (laughs) It's like a Zodiac, but for pedophiles, basically. So uh, QAnon basically says that this is the the patriots taking the country back from the Satanists. Uh, Apparently, um, everybody in charge who isn't Donald Trump uh, this is the story, actually. Uh, a this story. group of patriots were like, who can we have run for president to take down all of these pedophiles and Satanists who are murdering or kidnapping children, fucking children, and then killing them and then drinking their blood? Because apparently, when you kill a kid, uh, it, it surges the kid's blood full of adrenaline and then they drink the blood, which by the way is like literally the uh the plot of like a science fiction movie. It's not
1: real, it's not based in reality at all. But anyway. <laughs>
0: of doom. Yeah. I don't
1: you know, 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 man. If you've ever fucked a kid, I'll tell you what.
0: <laughs> oh no. The
1: sex is not enough. <laughs> oh, dear.
2: Yeah, you gotta really just kill and drink their blood or else it's like, what are you even doing? You know <laughs> oh, oh. It's like who the fuck does that? It's like only eating like the lobster claw. It's like come on, dude. There's a tail meat. There's there's so much more, dude. What are you doing? You're leaving so much boy on the table. It's like it's uh,
1: irresponsible, you know. I like to make us so cancelable within three minutes. It's like we don't need to make someone get to minute forty, minute fifty. It's like let's just come out the gate and, and say something that
2: off the top, dude. So anyway, so this group of people is 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 basically saying that uh th- this group this secret patriot society is like who can we have who can run for president who isn't a part of this which by the way everybody is um who's an outsider from washington who can we have who can come in here and really eat, take the country back and kill all these pedophiles well the person is donald trump so they go to donald trump and they say donald trump can you please run for president and get rid of all the pedophiles he's like oh guys me no come on i'm i got I just got stuff going on. You know, I I don't I don't know. I I just don't know if I'd be, you know, capable, you know, this and the other. Like, please, Donald Trump, please run for president, please. He's like, ah, all right, I guess I'll do it. So Donald Trump very reluctantly runs for president because, you know, he's such a. Empath, that guy. Yeah, sincere and very humble. You know, he, he, you know, that that just fits his description as a person so much. So he very reluctantly decides to run for president, and then inspires all the people, and then they um, they're taking their country back now from all the pedophiles. Which you know, it wouldn't be <laughs> so much beyond anything. But like, I have like my family who believe this, and it's just like they literally like painted themselves into a position that if you disagree with them politically, you're a pedophile. Like that's not healthy. You can't just be like, you can't live your life that way. To be, you can't be like, oh, the all of these are heroes. Everybody else is a pedophile. What are you talking about? You can't I, live I, your life that way.
1: It's also like honestly on the list of issues facing America pedophiles is not in the top five. I'm sorry. Like that's not the thing that's going to lead to the demise of our democracy. I don't think I'll go on the record. I don't think, America uh, Brett just froze.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, I thought he
0: was I thought that was a bit. <laughs> I
2: was like, oh my god, did fucking QAnon just cancel Brett's feed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then just a guy with a guy Fox mask <laughs> from fucking V for Vendetta emerges into frame. No, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm going on the record. I definitely do not think America has as big of a pedophile problem as this group purports. We do. I yeah, really no, don't. Of course not. Of course Brett, not.
0: Brett is in QAnon confirmed or not. Satan is confirmed. They also picked a, uh, they also picked a crime that like nobody can defend. You know what I mean? It's, like, right. so it's yeah. like, nobody's going to defend pedophiles. So they're just going like, so what? You, you think it's okay to be pedophile? I was like, obviously no, <laughs> but <laughs> that doesn't mean that the Hillary Clinton is.
2: That's the, 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 the thing about this conspiracy that's so laughable to me, laughable to me, because it's so obviously made up because they literally took everybody who like conservative people hate. They go, Hey, do you know how you hate the media? Yeah. Well, you know how you hate politicians? Yeah. You know how you hate those fucking pretentious Hollywood actors telling you? Well, guess what? They're all pedophiles. You know what I mean? It's like, it just so easily goes to those people's sensibilities. It's like, it's literally... Too good to be true. (laughs) The funny
0: thing about that, I know exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My point. My next point was going to be that, like, if you wrote that in a script, you would be like, you got to get rid of one of those things. They can't exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's like the main (laughs) character in Avatar, Christian. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's
1: the Christian. One time said the main character in Avatar is a guy who's an amalgamation of seven different main characters. (laughs) Wasn't it like because he's like disabled? He's
0: disabled. Like, His he, brother died.
1: <laughs> He's a, he has a drug problem. He's yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: what annoys me so much, too, is that, like, this is coming from the people on the right who, who, like, are, they're just like, they're soldier sniffers and flag worshipers and shit. And what's so funny to me is they sit there and, like, I, people in my family in particular, and will get so offended when, like, Colin Kaepernick kneels and, like, And it's like, dude, you can't think you can't get mad when someone protests something that's happening in the country. And then your retort is, dude, this is the best country in the world. Fuck you. You can't. It can't be the best country in the world and also be run by Satanist pedophiles. (laughs) Those two things can't be true at the same time. So also, one of the two things you believe
0: is fucking wrong and I'm guessing I, I'm guessing that the
2: pedophile satanist thing is the one that's wrong.
0: <laughs> also, if you truly believe it's run by satanist pedophiles, quit your job and do something about it right yeah. now. What like, are you doing? Like what you, you just you, go to work? <laughs> still? Yeah, you're not. <laughs> you can't go to the movies and yeah. think there's pedophile like
1: Ramping. killing
0: kids right now.
1: That's. I wish Colin Kaepernick had said, all right, I'm kneeling to protest police brutality and pedophilia. Yeah. It it would just make people go. Uh, 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 What am I
2: supposed to be mad at? Someone tell me, please. That's like uh,
0: one of my favorite things, Bill Maher ever. said. he's like, I wish I could test like some Republicans where this is during George Bush or he's like, I wish I could just ask George Bush. Like, would you, um, would you suck a dick to kill Osama bin Laden? (laughs) Basically that question. Or like, he's like, would you sacrifice Texas if uh, it could end terrorism?
2: Yeah. That's what Louis said. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something like that. that Open Anthony thing.
0: Yeah. But it's just like, it's like, where, where are your priorities? That's what I always wonder about these people.
2: They just want to be right. And they want to be fucking mad and they just want to fucking like, that's the thing. Like being angry
1: is uh is addicting i I like picture i like picturing uh you know someone asking that question all right would you suck a dick no (laughs) 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 not even letting him be like if it would cure world hunger for forever
2: don't even ask Uh, bro
1: (laughs) no dude not even fucking don't even ask that that's fucking offensive
2: so so gross, dude.
1: So that's who QAnon is, and it so it relates to Pizza Gate, and it relates to the pedophile secret pedophile ring. Yeah, um, and
2: it's um, you know, our best and brightest of the country. You know, our patriots. I love people who call themselves patriots. It's like, like you're not a patriot. Like you buy camouflage at Walmart. You're not a patriot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so fucking self is so self indulgent. Do you? I'm a, I'm a patriot. Fuck you. You're a patriot.
0: I know it's kind of ha- I know. It's, sorry. I know it's a little hack, but like also, when are those people going to come out and like they see these protesters and then um, they see protesters in the street getting like harassed like beaten down by police and then, um, gun down and all this stuff. And like this, like, this is the reason they have guns is because they're worried that the government's going to come in and like fuck them up and like take martial law. But then like people in black, um, vans come in and abduct people. And it's like, that's okay. Like, I just don't understand it's just like it's, right. it's, it's like more of the government state.
1: tyranny you should be against. Like that right. literally yeah. is a form and, of Yeah. But at tyranny the very least, not chill. Yeah, tyranny is
2: kneeling for the anthem and making you wear a mask. That's what tyranny looks like. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. I, I Christian, you you've you we both went out of town. We both went into southern states and yes. we were texting about it, and man oh man, do people not give a fuck about COVID. Like people like I saw, Not I went at to a wedding and it was an indoor wedding and it was like almost 100 people inside and I wore my mask and there's literally a guy going like, hey, you don't got to wear that in here. Like he was offended that I had a mask on. Like that's how <laughs> dumb these people are. It's like, you know what I mean? It would just be like which I it would be like showing up to a gangbang and like putting a condom on. Everybody's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" It's like, you're you're offended. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Do you know what this is? Do you know what's happening in the world right
1: now? This isn't a stance. This isn't a statement. And then what's annoying about a lot of conservatives is like they don't condemn the idiocy of their own party in the same way. I don't think or whatever their own ideology in the same way. I don't think liberals are always the best at it. And we kind of let. Moronic liberals be the representation or the mouthpiece for what liberalism is, which should be yeah. generally true efforts to be open minded. Yeah. So, wait. So, talk. Let's talk more about your guys' trips to southern states. Uh, Wimmer, you wear a mask and you get called a tool. Basically, I
2: basically was told that I should take my mask off because you don't need to wear that in here. Um, and it's, uh, it, 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 I just don't like how it's become a political issue. Like, th- that's how you know this country's fucked, by the way, is that everything is political now. Because I think the political parties need it to be, because then they, they get to be on, they just pick a side. If they see an issue that's polarizing, they pick a side that kind of defines their beliefs and then they. Fucking strut around and dance in the end zone whenever a fucking fact comes out that supports their thing, but it's like wearing a mask should not be a fucking political statement in any universe at all. It's like I, this is what annoys me so much is like, it, like if I if if the mask people are right, if they're right about masks and that they reduce the risk of COVID spreading and they help it. And it's great. It's not a hundred percent. No one ever said it was a hundred percent. It's like 35 to 50% is what experts are saying that you can literally help, you know, keep that spread from happening. It greatly reduces it. Um, if the, if those people are right, then the pandemic will drastically slow down. If those people are wrong, all you did was just have a right. minor inconvenience of wearing a mask for a couple months outside. Which is like, it's not amazing, but it's, it's far from a fucking goddamn, uh, you know, chore, you know, it's not like it's, it's so
1: bad. You can't call it tyranny when Costco also asks you to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) oh, this is, this is fucking, this is supermarket tyranny. (laughs) Like what if, what if it's the government that didn't do it and literally just private institutions or what if just your fellow man asks you to do something? Is he tyrannical?
2: It's called fucking respect. You have yeah. respect for fucking people. So you wear a fucking mask. Okay. That's what it is. It's fucking respect.
0: It's funny because that, 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 uh, what you just brought up with is the, ex- is ironically the exact argument that Christians make. They're like, well, why do you believe in Christianity? You know, it's it's not true. It's like, well, if I believe it and I die and it's not true, then it doesn't really matter. And if it does, then it does matter. So it's the exact same argument that Christians will use like for Christianity. Sometimes. Yeah. It's like if I wear the mask, like, and it's a, all bullshit. Then I just wore a mask for a bunch of times. It doesn't really matter at all. Being a
2: Christian is annoying as fuck. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta go to fucking church. church. You gotta
0: fucking not yeah. like abortions, and you
2: gotta like. There's a lot more about being religious than just putting a mask. on. <laughs> that is true.
0: It it is crazy because
2: gay people, you're like, what? why?
0: They're like, you gotta do it. <laughs> hey, what if you're wrong? It's like, okay, all right, I don't want to go to hell. I just ruined a bunch of lives. Oh, well, <laughs>
1: Well, that, that was something that is like, that's what's so frustrating about conversations with regard to that stuff, because oftentimes religion is like a thing that is based in belief in terms of yeah. there isn't really certifiable proof of any of these yeah. existences of, of whatever God. And yeah. so but we can prove that we have a real world. So like so why can you use abstract belief to affect laws, institutions, etc that uh actually have a clear direct effect on real life that we know exists. Yeah. Like, y- you know what I mean? We don't know that exists. Yeah. So why do you get to use it to affect shit that we definitely know exists? Because- it's fucking stupid.
0: Because COVID is a thing that's not immediately, it doesn't immediately happen. It's not immediately tangible. the The results aren't like immediate. So if like you get COVID and you immediately start throwing up until you die, then people would take it seriously. But the fact that the matter is is like you get it and you get sick. Some people just get a cold. Some people's much more deadly. Get nothing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Some people get nothing, and some people it's like a death sentence yeah so people it's i was thinking about it today because i was having this argument with myself in the shower and uh, <laughs> and it it's like it's kind of like smoking it's like i was thinking about it like why is self-preservation a political issue because that's what it is self-preservation it's yeah. a political issue but it's kind of like smoking it's like you can tell people that like oh, you shouldn't smoke because you're going to die and they'll like shut up pussy. I look cool when I do it. It's, it's kind of the same but it's, thing. It's not even because the, the problem
2: with it is it's, it's more like drinking and driving because you can drink and get drunk That's fine. But once you get behind the wheel, you're threatening other people's lives. Yeah. So like, if you're not wearing a mask and you're not taking the pandemic seriously, you're going to, you could kill other people. That's why it sucks. It's like, if you want to be a fucking annoying, it's like anti-vaxxers. It's like, yeah, you don't take your vaccine and you feel like you won, but then there's a measles outbreak in fucking 2019. How are we fucking dealing with measles again? Like this is like, we've literally like America is the dumbest, like, and it's because it's a large group of people who has the internet. It's like everybody can believe whatever they want to believe in. And they choose to believe in shit, regardless of facts and facts, don't change anybody's minds. Literally. They don't change anybody's minds. Like, like the whole thing that came out with Trump today about like the Bob Woodward uh really tapes. you know interviewed him literally interviewed him it wasn't like they they found a tape it was yeah, a, it wasn't like
0: leaked tapes <laughs> yeah. literally
2: what Trump said there him, was, he was like, yeah, 11 cameras yeah, yeah. What did he say? back in february he says this is very 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 deadly this is a very deadly thing and i'm trying to downplay it so we don't create panic and literally i'm trying to remember the exact timeline sir forgive me if i'm 100% wrong on this but i'll just say give or take within 10 days of that date uh, at one of his rallies he called the fucking he called covid a democratic hoax so it's like you knew this was deadly and then you downplayed it and even called it a fucking democratic hoax. And here we are uh, to almost 200,000 people dead. And then people are going to be like, well, it's not really his fault. I mean, come on, what can he do? It's like, I don't know. He could fucking like, he's so he, he Trump, this is the thing about Trump is like, he's so, he just wants to optically look well with everything. So he won't, he's not a type of person who go, give me the worst information and let's try to fix it. He goes, okay, how can we hide this as long as possible to make it look like it's not our fault? Like he's the kind yeah. of person who, he just wants, he wants that like, it's like a mansion that looks good from the outside, but you walk in and it's fucking, you know what I mean? It's like, he's a,
1: he's a, he's a Bluth house, like from the, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all <laughs> optics for him.
2: He just wants to look good. He wants to make everything look good. And he wants to go out there and, you know, say this is the best economy in the history of the world and that the country has never been better. And it's not true, but he wants to say that. So it appears as if it's true.
1: Yes. Uh and I you know, I didn't know about that Woodward tape or it's again not a tape, it's a recorded you said it's a recorded interview. I mean Bob Woodward interview. Yeah. yeah I so mean it just, this
0: story just came out like forty-five minutes ago or something.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah, it, it was pretty it, I mean, yeah. but it also relates to like Fox News. Internally, they're like taking all the necessary precautions. And this, that's, this is a story from longer ago, internally taking all the precautions with like employees and masks and distancing and wiping stuff down, et cetera. Meanwhile, they have anchors go on air and be like, you know, I ain't afraid of no kung flu. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's so damaging to our society. And again, I'm not just a person who thinks Fox news is the only culpably bad piece of media. But I don't think it's crazy to say that they may have done more harm than other forms of media yeah. in recent memory. I Damn, just think dude! Was- so Trump deliberately, and then, but this is the thing: is you cannot give into hysteria while speaking to its severity. Like that's just being a leader who knows how to communicate. Guys, this could be serious. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like. Or you, you can don't just go on the lectern guides. and go. This thing fucking kills everybody. We're fucked.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> that's the only other way he would go with it. He's like he's such a moron. But here's the thing. It's like yeah, you can just go like this is very serious. We need to take real precautions, but we're gonna get through it. It's gonna be fine. Like you know we've we've got it covered. We're like we're taking every precaution, and you do you need to as well. Instead of fucking, it's
1: like, not healthy. It's when, when fuck you. When, most people I know or meet, I can look at and go, I think that person would be a better president than Donald Trump, like, than our current president. <laughs> yeah. I, like, believe most people I interact with, I'm like, I think I would rather have that person in charge. I mean, Christian would get the Latino vote, or excuse yeah. me, Latinx vote.
2: <laughs> you know how, um, so I, I, I was on YouTube and I, I, I subscribed to this guy's sports show and he'll put YouTube clips on his show. And like YouTube's weird. It'll just feed you videos from like five, six years ago. So this video comes up, uh, the, the, the host is named Colin Cowherd. He has a show called the herd and it's a sports guide. And I don't know where I saw on my, on my YouTube home that, uh, he interviewed Trump back in like 2016 when he was running for president and he wasn't even the nominee yet. He was still running. And I was like, that's so strange. I was like, I didn't know that he interviewed Trump. That's so interesting. So I went and listened to it. And it was like a 20 minute interview. And remember how when Obama came into office and then after four years, he looked really, really old. Mm -hmm. Like he looked really old by the end of it. Uh, Trump, since he's so artificial and like painted and like has like, you know, (laughs) dyed hair, he doesn't look old. But listening to him in 2016, talking in an interview, as opposed to listening to him now, he he kind of sounds crazy like like he sounds like he lost some sort of screw like he knocked a screw loose from all the stress and all the shit because he was actually very very lucid uh back in like 2016 making some points about you know the economy and stuff whatever whether you like him or not but he came across as at least lucid and he's always been outrageous but now he kind of rambles a little bit. I'm like, cognitively, I even think that this guy's fucking lost a screw or something. Like, he just lost a marble or whatever the fucking phrase is.
0: I mean, that job stresses you out. I don't th- I don't know if anybody can do it and maintain. I mean, Obama probably did it as good of a job as you can of, like, yeah. maintaining his composure while doing that. Like, people literally just in Congress calling him, liar. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just has to be like, uh, he just has to take it. Like, no, no. Well, if- can you imagine it? What, what
2: if Biden wins? Like that this, he's going to be dead in like seven months, dude. Like, yeah, like he's so frail and old and dementia add, addled Like, yeah, like, he, I mean, I think it's, it's a little overblown, obviously. Like I've heard, I've like, he made a speech in the DNC and I've saw him make speeches since then. And I, he's definitely coherent. He's not as bad as people say he is, but he's clearly also not the old Biden that we're, we're used to. Like, he's clearly like he's lost a step. And um, it's crazy to sit here and hope that a person who's on death's door is gonna be the one who wins the presidency.
0: <laughs> he's also kind of like nuts, too. Remember when Romney was running and he goes uh, to like this all black, like, I don't know, congregation? He's talking to an all black audience and he's like, <laughs> Romney wants to put y'all back in chains. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I
1: don't remember yeah, that, man. <laughs> But this yeah. is what this is what yeah. conservatives hate, and in, in that they liberals don't call their own bullshit out amongst their own. Like if Trump had ever said something like that, they would flip out. And like, let's make no mistake—that is more offensive what Biden said, the manner in which he said it, than Romney being like, Who let the dogs out? Who? Who, who?" (laughs) Well here's the thing
2: though. Liberals are liberals actually do yeah, I was gonna say like they just either are own. the only ones who actually shit on their other but the thing is now the stakes are too high so they just ignore all of it. They ignored the fucking <laughs> sexual assault allegation against Biden. They completely ignored it. Meanwhile, Kavanaugh was accused and were like running every like this yeah. is the thing. If you're a person who loves Trump and there's a conspiracy about the deep state and the media uh purposely going after Trump and trying to get Trump out it looks right it looks like it, that's exactly what's happening right now because like why how What? how else could you possibly explain joe biden gets accused of sexual assault nobody reports it until one person i forget what like it was like the maybe it was the new york times or the washington post somebody finally reported it like like 11 days after it was first reported and then it went away like that. It just went away. Mm. It's just like, dude, we're living in the me too age where like an accusation can get you fired. Like we're living in a, in a day where like all women are right. You can women don't have the ability or reason to lie. So how, how does that happen now with Biden? And then like there's other, this other shit like that whole thing. They dug up another thing uh, that Trump did where um like uh, a Biden basically was talking about criminals and called them like thugs or, or like, even like it was worse than that. It might've even been, and I correct me. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but it was on the long, along the lines of like calling a black guy, a monkey. It was very like, it was very like, biden did in like the late 80s like they literally in like 1989 there was some sort of famous suit and biden was like that fucking monkey needs to go to jail he said oh, something no. along those lines, like something really like he meant to say the n-word but it wasn't allowed to so he used a different word whether it was thug or something i think it was worse than thug maybe not as bad as monkey somewhere <laughs> he, in said, between those two. he but, said jigaboo yeah, yeah something like that like I yeah know. something like that uh anyways, but like that again that story got released and then it just fucking died and disappeared. So like if you're one of these deep state people and you you know you you gotta there is some evidence to support your theory and that the media definitely is biased and definitely has a thing against Trump and um it's it's I mean it's every day
0: we uh we were fortunate enough to be able to do shows like two weeks ago or whatever and Brett had like the greatest bit ever about Biden. Wow. I
1: don't want to. I really
0: don't want to give it away if you don't want to. But, like, oh, no, no, I'll
1: just, I mean, I'll talk to it on the podcast. It's the idea is just that Joe Biden is like uh joe biden is like a car where the check engine light is flashing but we're all just ignoring it we agreed it was going to take us on this road trip and for some reason for some, we actually wanted a different car but the dealership was like this is the car you have to take like, <laughs> yeah uh, that's like so the 100%. general gist of it but yeah yeah and it's it is how you feel we're like man this car is breaking down for our very eyes, but just yeah. don't look, don't even look at the fumes. If you look at the fumes, yeah. then they exist. It's like, I just got to get to work. I just got to get just, to work. <laughs> just, just, get just get me there. Just get me there. Just get me there. Just get me there. And then when I get there, we'll fucking get a new car. But just get me there. Just get me there. Just get me there. Just get
2: me there. And it's because like the other alternative was like this also shitty car that has like a KKK bumper sticker on it. You're like, oh, I can't, I can't be driving around with that. Like, so I'll take the car that's about to
1: break down because I can't be driving around a fucking KKK car. Come on, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> both, like cars car. both cars have committed sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> the car, it's,
2: it's basically like the fucking general glee, the fucking, yeah. <laughs> the, the car that's painted with a Confederate flag and it has like a fucking <laughs> Blue Lives Matter on the back or something. And you're like, I can't be seated in that either. So I guess I'll take the car about to break down. Uh, yeah, that's really yeah. Fun.
1: I thought, I mean, speaking of great bits, and by the way, guys, that was so fun to do stand up, both just stand up again and stand up with you guys again. It was yeah. really fun because it's like, I mean, I hadn't seen either you guys personally or do stand up in a while. And it was really fun watching my friend's work. And I don't know. I mean, both of you had bits where I was like, geez, man, it kind of reminds you that mentality of having to be a New York guy where it's like, you got to do 20 sets a night is like, actually, no, you have to be disciplined and think right a lot. And of course to like maybe press out material to make it hopefully really, you know, pristine. Not, I wouldn't act like anything. Certainly I did was like, Oh yeah, it's there. But it's like, Oh wait, you do have a good finger on a pulse of what funny can be yeah. because I'm a way better comedian than I was three years ago. And I don't have to have as much desperation on that <laughs> side of things. That doesn't mean don't work hard, but like yeah. speaking yeah. of one Christian ones, uh, great. All right. Well, you guys can go off that if you want, before I compliment all Chris pants.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, I feel like as a comic, like, I've been doing it for like over nine years now. If this would have happened when I was like two and a half. You don't, three,
1: you don't look a day over three years. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If this would happen when I was like two and a half
2: or three years in. I, it would have, it would have been a lot more damaging to my yeah. development. But like as as nine years in, it's like at this point, like, I've learned enough to do well, and I still have a long way to go in a lot of ways, obviously, but. Um, you know, taking this long break sucked for sure more for just my mental health. But I knew that, I mean, I I brought my notes up and I was a little rusty, but I just knew that it was just a matter of shaking rust off rather than like, Oh my God, am I actually going to be able to do this again?
0: It was kind of. it was kind of, uh, it was kind of um, um, relieving because they knew that we had, they were like, obviously you yeah. haven't been up for a long time, but Like you don't even have yeah. to say it. So it was kind of relieving that you could just go like, Hey, this probably might not work as opposed to just like a room full of people that paid a bunch of money to see something really good. And like, you better be good or
1: else. Paid, so, paid 250 on Groupon and expects a $40 <laughs> show. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, that was really fun and really, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was really fun to get back up there and just like try a bunch of shit and like, yeah, I, I've, yeah, it was awesome.
1: I, I, yeah, it made me remember why I love stand up so much, which you forget it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, as other stuff in one's life is challenging, it's like, oh, wait. This is still a haven for me. And I forgot that it was. And I need to cling to that. Cause it's not like like people are like a stand-up ever gonna come back. You're like, yeah, it's in I mean, it's actually one of the most American institutions. Yeah. And I mean that sincerely, in that I'm pretty sure the roots of it are american because you yeah. know of freedom of speech and of like this is where it was first explored and developed yeah at least in they the more like the modern two, sense
2: they said like the two like uniquely american art forms are jazz and stand-up comedy
1: because mm.
2: they both like started here and kind of were like done the best here and then they went to the rest of the world and i i, I
1: think that's probably true um you know, my comedy, this is one I favorite. Uh, my comedy, people say, is a lot like jazz and that it's about the laughs I don't get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's how deep it was. Wow. Yeah, jazz and stand-up comedy, huh? Are like ones that you can undeniably trace it here. Yeah. Are they both yep. similar eras? Is jazz like the 30s or something? Yeah,
2: I mean, I think the it's the like 20s. 20s early 1900s it came up from like louisiana and it became um it started like its heyday was like the the 20s
1: the late teens or into the 20s that was like
2: the heyday and of so it.
1: like what happened like a bunch of white guys got together and like thought of it or pretty much
2: i mean it's like any invention it was uh
1: like six white men in a room and they're like hey what do you think about this and the other and five- they're like and then they were like, "Great idea! You guys want to go fuck some kids?" <laughs> 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 They're
2: like that was yesterday, T.A. We eat them and drink their blood. Come on, T.A. Uh, 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 fuck, fuck. What's Sorry, the yeah. Schedule,
1: dude. My bad, my bad. It's yeah, it's uh, Bloody Mary Mondays. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but yeah. So the other really fun part of the weekend, and I want to make sure we have some time to talk about your guys's weekends in the South because I think there's some meat on that bone left. I think another very fun part of the weekend was all of us in a hotel room. (laughs) It's just funny how everything's a matter of like, some people would be like, man, sharing a hotel room, like with like three, it was awesome. Like, yeah, I shared a bed with my brother and you guys shared a bed, but we watched a Lifetime original movie together.
0: Yeah, we had not planned
1: on that. No, but like as you're flipping is through the channels, four men laying in bed together watching <laughs> a lifetime. <laughs> and, and every time anyone wanted to say a quip, Christian would go, shh. I'm trying to watch.
2: Um, <laughs> you always do this. You always talk watch porn points.
1: But that's the point. Like, that's the movie you're supposed to watch with friends. You don't yeah, want to yeah. watch fucking. Yeah. Um parasite, or like a really good movie where it's like, yeah. no, this is about you want to watch the movie where, like, I'm I it's more about what you jokes you guys say than yeah. it is about what's happening 100%. on the screen. It's literally it also, just riffing on it. Yeah, go it ahead. Also,
0: no, it also helped that we just did a uh, the show was at a brewery, so we got a bunch of beers afterwards yeah. and we're in the <laughs> hotel room just like on this bed watching this lifetime original movie. First, we were watching Big oh. Mama's House 3.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, and and, and okay. th- at the brewery the guy the quick note he to me he was gave me a, like a free six pack after and he's like all right do you want something that'll get you fucked up or are you something that'll you know have a good time with and i was like undeniably have a good time with that's how <laughs> i know i'm like growing as a person i'm like yeah. i don't even want that's not even an interest yeah that's not you're not
0: an alcoholic
2: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so we turn on the uh, Lifetime movie, and it's this movie. The beginning of the movie is this woman getting chased down, thrown out of a window, and then like she gets oh, yeah, up and, that's the first
1: door. scene. Yeah. The body gets chucked out of a second yeah. floor window. And it's
2: like hilarious, like because like the obvious <laughs> know, the budget is dummy. Thing, so it's literally a dummy, but it's also like if, if you look at the fall, like someone had to like launch her out of a cannon for her to <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those, it's like a roof in a two story house where like. Yeah. In front of the window is the, the it's like the, the roof or whatever,
1: you know what I mean? Um, it, the type of throw it off. was was like the per- two people like went one, two, <laughs> and like penciled like they penciled swan dive them out of the window. Yeah. yeah. So she flew like
2: forty-five feet in the air and then down another fifty feet yeah. to the ground, which she promptly gets back up, shakes it off like a champ, and then uh, <laughs> Runs to her car, does the whole key thing, but gets in the car. It's the fake, and then she sees there's someone chasing her, and then the fucking they she wrecks, and then no, the
1: suspense is her trying to dial nine one one in the car, right? And like she drops the phone after she, I believe, dialed nine one one, yeah, and like I I don't exactly know how nine one one calls work, but I'm pretty sure they don't need you to be exactly right there on the line. In that if you yelled. Help! Help! They would get the picture. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. That was such a fabricated suspense level. So yeah, stupid.
0: They don't like pick up on nine one one calls, and they're like, "Help! Hey, you got to get close to the phone, or I'm not helping yeah.
1: you." <laughs> <laughs> you're not coming in clear. I think you're saying help, but it's not really sure. So uh, take it easy. Have a good one. So she, she gets in a wreck and then like the killer comes up and is
2: about to kill her. And then the cops come. So the killer runs, she c- cut to her waking up in the hospital with amnesia. Now this is my favorite part because there's only three people who come to go see her and Christian <laughs> immediately goes, Oh yeah, she's the killer. <laughs> like literally, Seeing her for six seconds on screen was like, Oh yeah, it's her. And of course it turned out to be her, but it's just <laughs> funny because the way that the story played out and it's like, it's so funny how like, these shows but it's like her best friend who's jealous of her yeah that, that's you know what I mean like everybody like all of those movies are like oh my best friend is jealous of me like that's yeah. the killer every time because that's it's like the the envy of life like you're just this person I'm just living my dreams and doing all of the right things and then Tina's jealous of me and she tries to kill me it's like the fucking the <laughs> most transparent fucking thing of all time so well, the christian thing, like <laughs> literally says that's the killer it turns out to be right but it's like just a that's like almost just as fun as fucking
1: idiot yeah. you spoiled it for anyone listening to the podcast well, the yeah if you're was-
2: listening the movie is called woman gets thrown out of a window <laughs>
0: survives two <laughs> the thing that was great was that like <laughs> lifetime is actually getting like smart about their movies because it was always for like 20 years it was always the husband no matter who it was. Oh, yeah. it was the- no matter what happened it was the husband who did it yeah. it was like uh, an abused wife getting beat up by the husband like leaves him sues him and then gets involved with the lawyer that was the plot of every lifetime movie or so now he gets amnesia and
2: forgets that he would beat her and then exactly. he comes back for life and yeah
0: <laughs> he comes back for revenge so uh so in this one she not only was her her best friend jealous of her her best friend's husband was obsessed with her so it's yeah. like every guy in the movie was obsessed with her and every girl wanted and to kill also, her husband <laughs> yeah, know, Her husband was perfect.
2: Yeah. So there was just like, I have the perfect husband and my best friend's husband wants to fuck me. And guess what? She's jealous.
1: It's so fucking stupid. And I'm a successful artist. And my favorite red herring, like yeah. fake out of who the killer could be was at, you know, they show obvious this dick. flashback, <laughs> obvious dickhead. Oh <laughs> obvious dick. That was his name in the script. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, she her, her art flower. show.
2: Remember he sends her flowers? <laughs>
1: Dude, no, this is what it was. So this this is how it starts. There was this guy who it was like a rich real estate guy or whatever, and he's at her art show and he's like, Hey, like I wanna buy that painting. And she's like, it's not for sale. And he's like, everyone has a price. And then he writes her a check and she, she like is like, and tears it up in front of him. And yeah. he's like, damn, you just messed up so bad. And the camera zooms on him and he's like, Ugh. and then later, this is how it's so fucking crazy because no one is this awful of just a baseline human, unless you're actually a murderer. She is at. This is post window tossing out of and post truly traumatic life experience. Has amnesia. Gets,
2: doesn't remember anything.
1: Has amnesia. Doesn't remember anything. She gets flowers in the mail, and the flowers say on it. The card is everything happens for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and then guess who sent her those flowers? <laughs> Obvious dick. Yeah. The flowers are nice, but you would never in a million years send someone a card that implied this is like a good thing that happened to you. Yeah. I wish at oh some my- point in
0: the movie somebody had been like, it's got to be him. He sent me those flowers and somebody's, listen, Janelle. He has he's on the spectrum. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> that makes sense. You know what's
2: funny that I found funny about that whole thing is that she put on a like any artist has like a gallery showing to sell her paintings. And this guy comes up, he's just like, I want to buy a painting. And he's like, It's not for sale. Then why are what we doing this? Why are <laughs> we here? Why How'd are you are put we it looking up? at your stupid paintings then, you fucking idiot? Like if it's not for sale, then don't like if you owned a car dealership, you wouldn't just have a really nice car there that you couldn't buy. Like, what the fuck's the point?
1: don't so ignore the price tag that was just for show you dick <laughs> <laughs> how dare you i just don't want
0: you to have it <laughs> yeah the, the one thing that was very funny was that uh every time she she was in the hospital maybe once or twice especially for her vicious fall and fucking like crash in the car and like every time. Oh, well, and by the way, the yeah
1: hospital, go ahead yeah yeah
0: Hair and makeup was perfect. (laughs) She had these like perfect
2: scars on her face, but her hair was just like out of a fucking salon. Perfect.
1: (laughs) Why is every scar anyone incurs in a movie typically in the sexiest spot possible? It's always that fucking like cheek one that you're like, oh, that like creases their cheekbone even more. Yeah. (laughs) It's like their scar is literally a contour line. It's like, (laughs)
0: why
2: does every scar also? So go away in fifteen minutes of film.
1: Yeah. No, it goes <laughs> go away, away in re-
2: one. Re- she's released from the hospital. She's looking amazing again. It's like, oh, the scars disappeared. That so the your face was gashed open. They had to stitch it back together, and now there's not a single
1: scar. Yeah, it's so funny that like in one commercial break, her bruises go from <laughs> yeah. absolutely like fuck to like, oh wow, she's oh okay, she's a normal person again. Yeah. She's hot. she's she's fuckable again. <laughs> That's what they're trying to say. Totally. Man. <sighs> oh, here's a great Legras, great observation. I think Christian, I think you made it about lifetime movies. What makes them such enjoyable watches is that there is absolutely zero <laughs> amounts of metaphor and that they're <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: they're the most completely totally literal Flex yeah. ever in that it's yeah. it's just who did it, yeah, and not even yeah. in like a playful like cluey way where it's like it's like which one of these three fuckers did it, it yeah. you know? What I, it's not what's the message is. It's just who's the fucker.
0: Yeah, it was. There's no. uh There's no subtext. Like there was no. There's no feminism message to that. There was no like message about watch your. Fr- it wasn't even like watch your friends. It was just like that's this girl's a psycho. And it could yeah, be there, anyway. there's no, there's no theme.
2: Like, yeah. you know, they didn't explore any themes or anything. It was just super literal. I almost, respect that. I almost respect that. I know. You know what? I do respect that because I hate like, so I watched the new Charlie Kaufman movie, Charlie Kaufman movie on Netflix. I knew this was coming. And it's literally the whole thing is a metaphor for nothing that makes sense to anybody. It's literally the exact opposite of that, where nothing that happens is literal and everything is a fucking clue, and you have to, ooh, and it's, that's, like, the most exhausting, pretentious garbage I've ever seen in my entire life. That movie, I finished it, but, like, it was a tooth canal of, like, (laughs) that was fucking brutal. I only wanted to finish it because I was hoping that something would make sense nothing makes sense it's fucking horrendous if so if you're thinking about seeing this movie only see it if you like fucking bad movies because it's objectively (laughs) horrendous and i love charlie kaufman
0: i i love charlie kaufman as well um i love adaptation and being john malkovich um uh, i saw synecdoche in new york which is his first directed directorial movie Uh um i actually haven't seen that i went to the theater and saw it And it was like me and five people in this huge theater watching this movie. And we like, I remember these two ladies like walked out going like, the fuck was that? I remember watching it and like going like, I don't get any of this, but I feel like it's really smart, but like, I don't get it, but I feel like it's really good and I'm just dumb. Yeah. But but like, I, I was looking forward to this because I was hoping it was going to be less that, but it sounds like it's way more that. It's way more that. It's like, it's like they say about like, it's like stand up,
2: like Seinfeld had like the perfect analogy of like a good joke. And it's like, you're leading the audience up like the side of a cliff. And then the punchline is, is when they leap over to the other side of the cliff, like in the space in between, if it's too short, no one will get it. Or I mean, it'll be easy and it's just not a thrill and no one will like it. If it's too far, no one will understand it. So it's like, the it has to be the perfect length. So when people jump over the gap, it's fun and thrilling and they get there. You know what I mean? So it, it, that's the thing. It's like, at some point it's the artist's responsibility to make coherent sense and it shouldn't be you have to have some scholar go through the whole movie and watch it backwards and look up references and find out the meaning of the movie like that's actually that just means that you didn't convey your message well in any way at all like that just means that you did a shitty job like if i had a stand-up joke that only six people got and to those six people it was funny and it was really funny it's a bad joke because no Not one. True. Gets it. Not no true. Not
1: true, At our first show, 100%. we had about six people and all of them found some of your jokes funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that was a 100% hit rate in that room. So, <laughs> but I mean, I if there's six out of a million, a, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And that relates to like art has to have some semblance of gateway in or accessibility to for me to think it's good art. I, I can give a fuck about having a PhD in humanity, human humanity studies to think something is good. And the best art can kind of find that middle ground of entertainment value. I mean, certainly with film, like entertaining, but something thoughtful to it, but, you know, original, but, I don't know, man. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> to me, the
2: Lifetime movie that we watched together was better than that Charlie Kaufman movie. <laughs> I know film experts would disagree, but you know what? I got way more enjoyment out of the Lifetime movie, and guess what? It actually closed. Fucking the the movie ended with closure, and you fucking knew what happened. You were like, "Wait a second, what?" Like yeah. it, it, that movie was actually better than Charlie Kaufman's movie. Just saying. I-
0: yeah, I I when it comes to that kind of art, I, I think um, I'm not crazy about stuff that's not super accessible, but I do think there's a value in stuff like that because I watched a movie called Under the Skin. I agree. It's uh, with Scarlett Johansson. Um, Scarlett Johansson plays like this alien who lures like men on her ship, like th- like they all think they're gonna fuck her, so she lures lures them on their, her ship and like she kills them or like takes their like body or something. It's like a really fucked up movie, but like the way I explained that to you, I had to look up because like it's very uh, like sensory and kind of abstract and it's not like a plot movie where somebody's giving you exposition and telling you what that's what's happening. You kind of figure it out or whatever. The shots are like really beautiful and like interesting. As a matter of fact, the shot of Um, Scarlett Johansson in this this, like all black room stepping on water. You can see like the ripples of water as she steps has been taken by get out for the, the, the um, what's it called? The place, the sunken place and and stranger things for when 11 is in like her little, like psychic world or whatever. So I was like the value in under this, uh, under the skin is where somebody's going to go, Oh, that's a cool idea and take it and use it for like a more, uh conventional narrative film and like make something really cool out of it that's why i always think experimental art kind of fits in i don't
1: i, I don't
0: yeah. necessarily think it has value in itself the pieces do though
1: now that i mean that's a that is a great point i'm not a person that is only ever like why the fuck didn't something blow up what the fuck dude <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, I am. But no, yeah.
0: I, I, it was. It's kind of like what Patrice was talking about. Patrice was explaining to Mark Marin that like there's people that eat his, or bite his style, and they're like they take all the little bits of you, and they put a little sugar on top and sell them to, to everybody else. It's like, yeah, that's kind of what you're supposed to do with the, like that weird Charlie Kaufman movie. You take the little bits that you like, and then make them accessible to other people.
1: Right. Well, some of that stuff in an attempt to be very original, there is value there and it had, there is like a, you know, that balance of like, there can be like an intellectual nutrition to some of those things. Yeah. Uh, That doesn't mean every one of them is nails it, but I don't know. They definitely have a space in the zeitgeist too, especially since they're probably what's watched by, like you said, people who are more informed and then they, that can inspire one thing from them, you know, yeah. cause it's like you said, like Jordan Peele probably did watch that movie and was like, fuck, that was dope. So he yeah. kind of borrowed, stole, whatever you want to say, homage. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's a lot of that in film. There's a lot of like, um, homage and shit like that, pe- playing tribute to, you know, uh, other shit like that. So. I think you're right that that the value of those is that people will see them and then take what they did and make it more accessible to people and yeah. this, that, and the other.
0: I also um, don't think, just real quick, I, I also don't think it's like a good practice to to make these really hard to understand movies, especially for like, this movie is like premiered on Netflix. This is, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not like, like, uh, I, I just, uh, if you're trying to do a movie with, with a message and if you do a movie that abstract, then I feel like you probably have a message in your movie. Yeah. Um Then yeah. to shroud that message through layers and layers of confusion and shit, I just don't think is like kind of worth it. Or like, yeah. it's like, who are you trying to talk to? You
2: know what I mean? Like apparently the movie is based off of a book and like the way the, the movie is, is I mean, I don't know what the book's like, but apparently the, what the story is, is like, What's happening in the movie is completely like the, from the imagination of uh, of a janitor at a school or something and he's like trying to like, he's thinking back about his life in the past and like romanticizing and imagining what it could have been like if you know he did other things differently or something. Um, so I think like the purpose of it was supposed to be like, oh, it doesn't make sense because that's what happens with people's imaginations. They go this and crazy and all these different ways. And it's never coherent and like you're trapped inside someone's mind. And that's why it's so weird. But, and, uh, that's all fine and dandy, but like, you can't just waste someone's fucking time either. <laughs> like,
0: but that was also done like, brilliantly in eternal sunshine of the spotless mind a film that he yeah. wrote like yeah done like i don't know how you could watch eternal sunshine and not get it you know what i mean like yeah, that's what that's i mean though like, it's like, you don't walk away from Sunshine* yeah. going
2: like, like i don't get that at all like right like and he's he's had very clever things like that movie i thought adaptation was one of my favorite movies and it, yeah i thought that was just really clever the way he was like he had a character who had a twin brother. And his twin brother w- was taking screenplay classes, and he was like citing all this bullshit screenplay class jargon. And you know, at the end of the movie, he kind of like broke every rule of screenwriting <laughs> in the the last little sequence of it. And it, it was just like, it was just like you see things like that, and you're like, but like I got that, I understood that, you know what when I mean. Ri- like when you walk away from it, you go, Oh yeah. And by the way, even if you didn't get that, it's still like the movie, the story itself had closure. This doesn't even have closure.
1: To go off that, um, I've been working on, as you guys know, on Upwork and mostly uh, it's freelance jobs you apply to. And the ones I keep an eye on are video editing comedy. Like I'll be sometimes people are like, Hey, I need to punch up this thing. And I'll go, fuck it. I'll look at your, whatever. One of them is I'll look at like someone will be like, can someone look at my script or, and uh i saw one these guys are working on a kids show they're like we would like someone to help us teach us how to screen write and like tell us the rules so we can like and i just applied and i was like hey man i've you know written a couple of scripts uh and then we had a call today and he basically was like i told them like hey man i can like give you notes if you send me a script but I want you to know there's no such thing as a screenwriting guru and any yeah. person that you hire for this job, be it me or someone else, they're not going to give you the pieces that then make it easy. So I just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I felt weird about now that I have a call with him and he might hire me to just talk to his two other writers about screenwriting. Like I just felt like I can't do that and no one can. Yeah, And I, you know, I'm real i like, even if this means you're not going to hire me, I'm not a charlatan. And anyone you hire is probably a charlatan if they tell you that they can give you the tools <clears> to make it happen.
0: Yeah, what they were I looking for it, was, I think what they were looking for was for you to hand them a screenplay template. Like, yeah, right. It, it, here's, here's your outline. I wrote it for you. Now just fill in the rest. Yeah, <laughs> which is
1: like, which I've realized for me personally is not the way. I cannot outline and then write. You know why? Outlining sucks. It's no fun. And I'm not going to figure out everything by sitting at my computer and thinking really hard. I'm going to figure out everything by just fucking sitting down and starting. And then at the end of it, I'll draft an outline. It's not interesting to hear the process, but it was just like That's the, thing and that the, the guy literally goes to me. He goes, man, this is I wasn't expecting this, but this is actually like kind of refreshing to hear. Uh, if we hire you, can you tell the other two guys this too? And I was like, that's not the point. (laughs) Uh, I was like, hire me to look at and give notes. I'll do that. But I will not talk to them about how to become a great writer and like quit trying to obey all of the screenwriting books and think that that's, oh, I got to have the beat sheet down 100% stat before I even write a single shred of dialogue.
2: Well, it's like people just want to be someone who wrote a movie and they don't want to write a movie. Yeah. And it's like, you get that with comics. Like I've had people come up to me after shows and be like, Hey man, I'm just, I, I'm thinking i I always wanted to do it. You know, I'm funny at the office, this, that, and the other, like, what, what do you have any advice? And I just say, yeah, man, here's my advice. Go to an open mic. Go up for five minutes with your best that you can write. You're going to suck and you're going to bomb. And then you're going to be bad at it for like two to three years. You're going to have some bright moments in those two to three years where you find a bit that works. And, you know, but ultimately when you're four or five years in, you're not going to be doing shit that you wrote when you're two years in. You're just going to keep getting better. But it's going to take you like, you know, five years, six years, seven years just to get to a point where you're like competent and you have to find your voice so like if you're really serious about it just this is like a phd you have to put seven years in like look at it like that it's like a if you really want to be a doctor you know that there's that seven years ahead of you and i don't know how many times i've told people that and they just go i guess i'm never you know you can just tell by their energy that they're like not gonna do that like well that's and that that relates to like like, want to be an overnight sensation they think that they can just show up and you know, do five minutes at an open mic. And by the way, I, th- I, we all might've had <clears throat> illusions of grandeur when you first started. I certainly did.
1: Dude, um, 100%. When I do, when I got the internship at Conan when I was a sophomore in college, <laughs> I literally, part of me was like going home at night being like, dude, what if like they hired me to be a writer? Yeah. Like, dude, I mean,
2: the first like, time I went up a New York comedy club, the host of the oven mic after my set said, hey man, you know, I, you know, come see me after the show. And I was like, well, this is it. This is how it happens. You know, move to the big <laughs> city, you go on stage. And, you know, and all he did was be like, oh, hey, I just thought that was pretty good for your first time. That was it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. You're and like, there's like, no
1: VIP yeah. room with Jerry Seinfeld and George Wallace and fucking... Yeah. And I remember, like,
2: when I first started, just all the dumb shit. Like, I remember like I started on like March 21st of 2011 by like April after doing like two weeks of open mics. I was talking to my friend on the phone and I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'll probably be passed at my first club by the end of the year. And, uh, you know, it's just like seven, six months in seven months in, you definitely have delusion. You have to, when you start off, but you're also like not under the impression that, You know, you're also in it for the long haul, I should say. I mean, maybe not everybody, but like you guys just both wrote a script and it's really, really good. But none of you wrote that script going like this is the one script I'm going to write that's going to propel me (laughs) into my entire career. And then after this, I don't have to do anything ever again. That's not how work works. You know what I mean? Like you write the good script and it might not sell. And then you write the next script and then the right script. And then once one sells, then the other ones will get bought. It's just because it's a fucking crapshoot and you just have to work hard. And like there's no no shortcut there's just like there's the hack or whatever the fucking slogan is there's no there's no shortcuts because if it was if there was that would just be the way to get there and it's a hundred percent true. like especially when it comes to things like this um well
0: i don't know about you brett but i was looking to cash out on this one <laughs> <laughs> i was really looking to retire on this one well, you know you know me <laughs> i believe
1: every, you know i i have like i everything i'm working on i have pointless delusions of grandeur and that is actually you one of my one of my flaws, but I also (laughs) think it's
2: not, I mean, it's, it might be a flaw in your mind, but it's also something that, you you make good shit and, it, and it, like yeah. you're you're not like you're proud of the work so you think the work's gonna sell or whatever and it's and that's that's good so it's not like I mean by the way I'm not saying you guys are delusional that's not what no I, no, I, no, I, no, I, no no
1: no no okay. I just I just feel like a guy was like dude this is really funny let me buy with my life savings 400 vinyls <laughs> <rhinos." laughs> yeah
0: no but but it, it's true though because it's like I was talking to somebody about you know, comedy and be creative. And it's like, you really do have to... The thing that w- you had when you started, especially, is like, you have to have a foolish confidence that you're going to succeed at it or like that you're... This little stupid idea that you have even matters to like ask people to help you do it. Because it's like, like if you don't, if you don't have that foolish... It, you really do have to be like foolish about it. Like, do you think anybody fucking... He's like, I want to make this movie about uh, a, a kid on a desert planet. And he has a fucking laser sword and alien. He fights aliens and shit. You think need, he's like, can somebody give me $7 million for that? Like, that's a, <laughs> and then it turns into Star Wars and it becomes this massive thing. But it's like, it doesn't happen if you don't think that your stupid idea, because every idea is stupid. Every idea is dumb in your head. And then you just have to convince other people that it's not. And you just have to, I mean, it really is. That's all it is. Every idea is a waste of time. Every movie is a waste of time. It's a waste of time to make it. And it's a waste of time to see it. But that's what we're here for. Just to waste time. Because what else are you going to do?
1: Yeah, no, you're 100% right. It's, you just have to convince people. <laughs> Everybody is a charlatan for their bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We're all performance artists. That's really what it boils down to is we're just trying to convince people that we're not the Wizard of Oz behind a curtain.
0: I think that's I, all it is. Yeah,
2: I think that's a, all it is as well. Uh, we didn't get to the South. I mean, I basically said what I wanted to say about going to Virginia and – uh you know, no one took COVID seriously and no one wore masks in where we were. Uh, But Christian, did you want to close out with anything about, you're in Savannah, right?
0: Yeah, I went to Savannah. Um, We got an Airbnb. So my mom came and uh, we all drove down there and uh, Natasha's parents came and we were basically just in the Airbnb for the most part. I would say Mm -hmm. like 70 to 80% of the time we're just in the Airbnb hanging out, like enjoying um, ordering food or whatever. But like we went out to a couple of restaurants and like, I didn't know this, but you can sit inside in restaurants <laughs> in the South. My mom lives in Florida. She's like, yeah, well you can sit inside in some places. And like, so some places you could sit inside. But we sat, we went to this like one restaurant and we we're walking in the downtown area. People just no masks, huddled up. Like we're at an outdoor restaurant and then somebody like these two drunk girls got out of a car and we're like, we're sorry, we're so loud and like in our faces for no reason. And we're like, who the fuck are you, lady? Like, why are you getting your fucking disease all over me? but uh yeah th- we walked by this one bar that was like completely packed and i just went once i saw that i was like yep trump's gonna win because it's just not because nobody cares no one gives yeah. a fuck dude trump's gonna win definitely and yeah it, you know what
2: the thing is is like when you think about these people and they just don't give a shit about anything at all and um god damn it guys i fucking lost my train of thought i had a point <laughs> and then i thought about trump uh fuck don't I'm get sorry, on Trump. terrible radio <laughs> at the end there, the terrible podcast. You guys are going to be like, what was he going to, ugh, it's gone. Um, anyway, dude, 100%. And um, no one fucking, like, no one thinks that they can get it, I guess. Now I got it. Now I know what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say, because I was inside of a room with, like, 85 to 100 people at a wedding. So, like, it's my family and the other family. And... Everybody there, I, you know, to an extent care about, obviously your family always takes precedent, but like you're watching all these people and, and you don't want anything bad to happen to them. But in the same time, you're just like, they're not going to learn their lesson until they get it. You yeah, almost, like, want them to get it <laughs> in a way. So like, like you need to understand this is real.
1: Like, come on. Like you need that. But that's a metaphor for injustice in America is because yeah. I haven't experienced it. Some this is some people's kind of point of view, is because really I honest. haven't experienced it, it's not real. You're yeah. like, that's not how this shit works. Stuff just because you haven't uh like uh we're yeah, we're fucked. Um <laughs> totally fucked. Trump's going to win in 2024, too. Yeah. (laughs) He ain't leaving. That's a good way to end it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That should have been his slogan for 2020. (laughs) I ain't leaving. I ain't fucking leaving. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking Wall Street.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, he watched that. He's like getting ready for his like, that's a concession speech. (laughs) That would be amazing, actually. If he did that speech and then like two minutes later, like like secret service guys like he will be leaving. Don't worry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just See, a red. Dog, does, they're gonna have to drag him out of that fucking building. Like it's crazy.
1: Anyway, yeah. um yeah, I'm good. You guys good? Yeah, thanks yeah. everybody for listening. You probably know at this point where to find us at Brett Rabled. If you don't, thanks very much. Christian or wit, plug it up christian duran svp on instagram
0: christian duran comedy.com and king Latifa on spotify google play amazon apple music wherever stream that shit
2: and uh just consider the other side too guys be empathetic okay that's all i got
0: yeah, yeah. great plot
1: very heartfelt yeah.
0: plot <laughs> ta-ta all right
1: peace thanks everybody peace